Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today I have an awesome guest for you. His name is Frank Rich. Frank is a former bodybuilder, entrepreneur, coach, and host of the Superhuman Life podcast. After living with and battling addiction, depression, and anxiety for almost 20 years, he is now on a mission to help men who are suffering with many of the same issues take back control of their lives through the power of faith and fitness. His goal is that by being open and transparent with his struggles and having real and raw conversations with others who have overcome adversities, that he can empower you to force your darkness, take control, and ultimately create the life you always dreamed of, your own superhuman life. Okay, Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, extremely grateful and blessed to, to have this opportunity to, to speak with you and you know, share with your audience and, and hopefully help and you know, impact somebody's uh, life today. I think that's, that's at least my goal coming into this. Yeah. And I really think you will just based on what you sent, just you know, based on what I know from you already, which is hardly mm-hmm. anything, but I want to get into your story a little bit. Um, because I love that, like that part of you that said, you know, transparency is, is key, you know, opening Mm. up to, to other men or other people is what really helps, you know, acknowledging that struggles, what helps push you forward. And I think absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We all, you know, we have, you know, we, we all have our own uniqueness and that's, I I think this will be kind of a repetitive thing that I say throughout, um, you know, our conversation today, but, you know, realizing that none of us were created perfect, you know, we're all going to have our, our ups and our downs, um, and trying to, you know, share those, those downer moments, you know, those, those lower points for me, I mean, that, that's been transformative in in my life. And and that's the message I'm trying to share with what I'm doing is just, you know, giving people the the freedom to open up. I think I, you know, use a phrase like open your heart, you know, and, and that's kind of how I define transparency. It's just being, you know, real with who you are and sharing that with the world and just, you know, just, just being free about it. Mm. How did you get to the point of being transparent though? Cause especially for a guy that's so hard to do or it seems. Yeah. Um, it's not something that that came easy. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know how much you, you know, you, you heard about my story. I shared it on, you know, my, my first podcast, but, um, you know, I battled with, you know, insecurities and, uh, depression from, from a very, very young age, you know, like as a teenager, like I had a lot of self doubt, a lot of, uh, you know, anxiety about who I was. And, and ultimately that, that's what led me into fitness and bodybuilding was I thought that the, the change from the exterior, you know, building muscle, almost in a way, building a shield to the world. Like I thought that was what I needed to do uh, to ultimately cure myself. But I was at some of my lowest points when I was in the greatest shape of my life. You know, I was, you know, 245 pounds, like sub 5% body fat, like from the exterior, like I, I looked like a symbol of health. I mean, I was competing in bodybuilding, you know, I was winning shows. I was placing very high up in the, in the state of Florida, but internally I, I just was, 
at a at an ultimate low. Um, and I think it's just been for me, it's just been a, a blessing and a grace of God that I've been fortunate to be surrounded with some really incredibly strong men, you know, some real, you know, men of faith, some, some strong men of business, of family. Um, and what I noticed in spending a lot of time with them, um, no matter what they did, they all had, you know, different paths in their careers and they all had kind of different family structures, but it was the ultimate, you know, consistency through them with their belief in themselves and their, in their faith and just opening up and like hugging a guy. Like for me, that was, that was hard, you know, like leading into my, my early and mid thirties, it's like, no, we're alpha. Like, you know, we're, we're here to scream and flex. And, but when I got around the right, the right type of guys, the love that they shared with each other and the love that they shared with me began to open my eyes up that, okay, yeah, that's, that's the right way. That's the path that I need to start going. So yeah, I mean, I went through, you know, quite a journey of covering that and began my walk with Christ back in October of 2018. I wasn't born into, you know, a Christian home. I, we, we didn't grow up in a religious upbringing. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, somebody introduced me to the gospel and to that message that I began to realize, okay, like this is, this is what I've always been searching for all the fitness, all the muscle, all the self-development are tools and tactics. But without that, you know, true love for myself and belief in who I am and who I was created for, none of that other stuff really, really mattered. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, what were you chasing? Was it that self-love and like purpose and belief in yourself? Like, is that what you were looking for through bodybuilding? Yeah, I think it was, you know, I grew up heavier, husky, like I was an athlete, you know, I played, I played competitive sports at, you know, a high level all the way through, through high school. So it wasn't a lack of me not being athletic. I just think that when you're going through this as a very young boy into manhood, if you take your shirt off and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look the way that the guy did on TV and it doesn't look like the superhero or the wrestler, you're like, man, like, well, that guy's got the life. And, and it was just false, you know, kind of beliefs and thoughts of, of myself. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that to create the life that I wanted, I needed to create the body. And I think that there's still a connection and correlation between the two. And I, like fitness is definitely a major component. Um, but it, but it needs to start from the inside first. It's, it's crazy too, because I don't know, you know, if I would be here today, if, if I didn't go through the bodybuilding and the training and everything that I did. So I still think it's an important part of my life. I just realized that I was chasing it for, for a lot of the wrong reasons. I thought I'm insecure. I'm not happy with who I am. So people aren't going to believe in me as to who I am. So I got to show them that I'm like the strong alpha, you know, just dominant male figure. Like I prided myself on being the strongest guy in any room that I walked into. Like I, I wasn't confident in my ability to speak and translate a message. So I thought that, well, if I'm just big and jacked, you know, people will respect me because of that. Um, and that just fed deeper into, you know, the anxiety and, and kind of feelings that I, that I was going through. So what was your turning point? Like what was your lowest moment where you're like, shit, I need to turn things around or I need to be around other types of men. Yeah. It's, you know, nobody's ever asked me like about the exact kind of lowest point because it really was kind of a two and a half year journey to get me, you know, to, to uncover a lot of this. So it started when I joined a fitness mastermind. I'd been an entrepreneur. I had, I'd started other businesses, but in 2017, I wanted to dive into the online fitness space. So I hired a coach, joined a mastermind. And with that, I mean, I got into it to learn business and learn tactics, but 
kind of through a backdoor approach, like what began to really kind of make its way into me was, you know, the message of Christ, you know, the, the guy leading the mastermind, uh, is a very strong Christian. He puts his, you know, faith and belief out there. His dad was a pastor that would come in and speak, you know, speak to us at, at the events. Through that, I started to get connected with a lot of very successful fitness entrepreneurs, some of them locally here. So that turned into, okay, we're in the same group. We're in the same business, you know, environment. Let's start doing workouts together. You know, so once a week I'd be training with them and then the workouts evolved to workouts and lunch. And then, you know, that evolved to workouts, lunch, and hey, why don't you hang out with us on the weekends? And then, hey, why don't you, you know, meet my wife and meet my kids? So it was like slowly they started to kind of like bring me into their world. And this is what I was mentioning earlier. Like as I started to spend more time with all these guys, it was like, okay, they're they're all different in everything that they're doing, but they had that one, you know, underlying thing. It's, it's their love for, for others and it's their service to the world, uh, that, that made them who they were. So around late 2018, like I was, I was at a low point. My business wasn't doing well. Relationship was, was at a, a very, very low point. I knew I needed to make a change. And, and I remember like looking at my girlfriend one evening and, and really just saying, Hey, I think we need to like go to church. Like, I, I think that this is an important thing. Um, she grew up Catholic. She wasn't completely opposed to the idea, but it was kind of just one of those seeds planted. We didn't act on it right away. But a few months later, I had a friend that came down very close. I mean, I, I refer to him as probably my best friend. I mean, he's been so instrumental in all aspects of my life, but he came down from Philadelphia to, to visit me in Florida here. He said, Hey, I'm going to be in Orlando. Why don't you, you know, why don't you drive over and meet me and have lunch? And I was like, that's awesome, Josh. We'll have lunch. We'll talk about sports, talk about business and sales funnels and all the things that kind of excite me. Well, he came down with a different purpose. He knew, um, and he shared this with me later on that, he knew from the day that he met me that God was trying to do work in my life. Um, and I just wasn't open to it yet, but he came down here with a purpose. And that purpose was, you know, to, to speak the gospel to me. Nobody had ever spoken to me in, in that manner. And so on October 22nd, 2018, standing outside of a restaurant on church street in Orlando, um, I accepted Christ into my life and, and Josh and I prayed together. And, and that was kind of the beginning of this journey that I'm on now. So from there, I actually hit a much lower point. You know, I, I have a podcast. It's, it's dedicated to helping men break free from the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. And, you know, it's, uh, it's unique because nobody's talking about these two things together. I'm obviously sharing, you know, my expertise and my passion on the fitness side of things. But ultimately, like, this podcast is a result of me overcoming everything that I have gone through and everything that I, that I struggled with. So as I began, you know, this new life as a, as a Christian, um, I slowly began to like chip away, you know, like got rid of drinking, got rid of, you know, a few other things. The one thing that really had a stronghold on me for God, almost two decades was a pornography addiction. You know, it uh, was something I was introduced to very early, you know, probably around eight years old. And then kind of with like the boom of the internet, you know, like late in my teenage years, like it became very easily accessible. I mean, it never mattered, you know, like if I was in a relationship, if I was like living with a woman at a time or like, it didn't matter if I was single dating with, you know, in love with somebody, like I always had that, like it was always, it was a, you know, it was a way for me to, in a moment of being by myself for a moment of, 
you know, sadness or depression. It's like, okay, here's a release. I can feel good about myself. I never thought it was a bad thing though until, you know, I really began to kind of take a step away from myself and look internally like, okay, what are you actually doing with your life? Why aren't you at the level of success that you should be at, at this point? So over the course of those months after, you know, after Josh and I met in, in Orlando, I slowly, you know, began to, to try to live this, this new life as a, as a Christian. And, and, and like I said, it, uh, you know, I was chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, getting rid of all these little minor habits. And then on February 14th, so Valentine's Day of, of 2019, so just last year, yeah, I mean, not even a year ago, sitting in the car with somebody, somebody that I highly, highly respect. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's been a brother to me and was one of the first, first guests I had on my show. But here's a former Marine, strong man, you know, like confident in, in who he is. He just began to open up and share with me that he was dealing with, with this same exact issue. And I had been doing some research. I had been trying to read the pornography addiction. Yeah. So I had been doing some research kind of on my own because I'm like, is it really like, do I have a problem? Like I still hadn't been clear on like if I was doing was a major problem. Like all guys watch porn, right? I was like, that's where my mind was then. Um, but as I kind of, you know, started to dig into the, the articles and the research and the YouTube videos and the podcast, it's like, okay, like you are just addicted to this as somebody that's addicted to like a hardcore drug, heroin, alcohol, et cetera. And, and we can talk about some of the science and how those things relate, but, um, by him, how, you know, like, how did you know you were addicted? How do you know when it's an actual addiction when it comes to porn? Cause I think a lot of guys struggle with that. Like, am I actually addicted? How do I know if this is a problem? You know, great, a great definition that I heard and I can't, I can't remember where I picked it up from, but you know, an addiction is any repeated habit that you continually do over and over that doesn't serve you. Um, and that can be as grandiose and as big as, you know, every day, you know, doing hardcore drugs or drinking. Um, or it could be as simple as, you know, spending two hours every night watching Netflix. Like if that isn't serving you to make you a better person, then I would classify that as a, as an addiction. So it's taken, you know, really kind of like stepping out and doing a complete snapshot of like my life. What are my goals? What's my vision for everything that I want to create? And if things that I'm doing every single day don't align with where I'm trying to go, uh, I had to remove them. So I think that's a hard part for a lot of people though. And it's, you have to start by figuring out where you want to be. Like, who do you want to be in six months? Who do you want to be in a year? We'll probably start bigger. So who do you want to be in 10 years or five years? And then you work back into kind of micro segments and then taking a big overview look of it. Okay, if this is who I'm trying to get to, if I'm trying to build a successful business or I'm trying to advance in my career or I'm trying to lose 30 pounds or I'm trying to grow in my relationship, you know, I'm just using a lot of different examples of things that guys would probably have in their life if me watching porn doesn't contribute to making me that person that I'm trying to become, then it's got to go. I mean, it's, it's doing nothing but holding me back. Yeah. yeah it's, it, if it's not serving you and it's a repeated behavior over and over, uh, then yeah, I would, I would classify it as, as an addiction. How did your faith save you from that? Like what exactly when you got into the church and you know, you're, you had these friends that you were able to talk about the gospel and talk about your faith. How did that lead you out of those bad habits exactly? Yeah, well, it gave me a place um, where I felt 
safe and secure first, first and foremost. Like, you know, if you have things about yourself that you're trying to change, like having the proper support group and network around you, people that are going to open up their ear, but not doing it in a judgmental way. So I would say that would be the first thing. It was, it was just the, the community and fellowship aspect for me at the very beginning was the most important. Um, you know, having, having guys that I could share with and, and what I noticed, like, cause I went through this stretch prior to launching the podcast. And this is the reason why the podcast, you know, became what it was. Cause I had a completely different plan for it. But as I was, you know, going through this, I would, I would have conversations. I started with like my first group of like local friends, like had the conversation with Zach there on, on Valentine's day when he shared with me. And that was the first time I shared it with anybody. And that felt super powerful. That was like, wow. Like, I shared that with him and, and he didn't like judge me or say anything. He was there to like put his arm around me and say, dude, like you're not the only one dealing with this. And that continued to happen. So every time I reached out to, you know, one of my brothers or one of my friends or, or anybody, even if I just met them um, and I shared this story, it was like going back to that, that opening your heart and being transparent. It was like just a feeling of like, dude, it's, it's okay because we're all dealing with our own, our own little things. Like it's no problem. And then some of the guys that I highly respected, like way looked up to like multiple seven figure business owners, like doctors, lawyers, like when they not only listened, but then shared their same exact problem. I was like, Oh wow. Like this, first of all, it's okay because look at these guys, look at where they are. They've gotten, they've broken out of this. So it is okay to move past and, and get this behind you. Uh, but that was kind of the, the awakening moment. That's like, okay, Frank, like if you're really going to do something impactful with your work, like here's your, your path to go. Wow. So tell me a little bit about your work. Like, how do you, how does it, how does it work? <laughs> like, yeah. you brand, I love your brand. That's superhuman. Like, why did you pick superhuman? And what exactly do you do to help coach guys through faith and fitness? Yeah. Um, it's so funny. So I have, uh, I have two great friends that run a super successful podcast. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you're familiar with born to impact. It sounds familiar. Yeah. So it's uh, Joel Marion and Dan Long. I mean, they've, they, they blasted to the top of, you know, the top of the, the iTunes rankings like about a year and a half ago. Um, and it was a lot of their messaging that really spoke to me that led me to, to launch this podcast. But I remember when I was starting it, so this was back in uh, March of, of last year before I launched, like so excited. I have a friend that runs a podcast production company. Um, so I'd reached out to him and I said, Lewis, it's finally time. You know, I'd been planning to do a podcast. I probably had 50 different podcast shows planned out and I never like took the leap. Um, but, but I knew, you know, like I was saying, after having all these conversations that I finally had the message that I wanted to share with the world. So, um, we had a trip planned, uh, my girlfriend, Stephanie and I, and two of our great friends, we were going, um, so we live here in Tampa. We were going, you know, about eight hours North, uh, up to North Georgia in the mountains. And it was one of those trips where like we were going to be away from pretty much life for an entire week, like in a cabin in the mountains. We went to the grocery store the first day and like, we didn't leave the property outside of like hiking up the mountains, like on our own. And I went up there after talking to my podcast, uh, producer friend, I bought the kit and I had a, and I had a journal with me, not this one, but one very similar to this. 
and I, and I, and I remember texting Dan, who Dan's one of the co-hosts of the Born to Impact. And I said, Dan, you guys have inspired me. I love what you're doing with Born to Impact. I'm going up to the mountains to launch my podcast. And he's like, he's like, why are you going to the mountains? He's like, you can just launch it from your house. But it's one of those things, like, I, I wanted to be away from everything. I wanted to be able to disconnect from social media. I wanted to be able to disconnect from my day-to-day work that I do. And just be in a place where I could be there with my thoughts and I could really plan plan this out. Um, so every morning when we were up there, I'm like a super early riser. You know, I'm up at like 4.35 AM. I just, I just, yeah, I just, I just, I just, I just love getting stuff done while I know everybody else is sleeping. So I would wake up every morning while everybody else was asleep in the cabin and we were on a, a very powerful river. So I would, I would go down to the river. I pulled a chair from the porch and set it like right on the slope of the, the, the bank where the, where the water met the, the rocks. And I put it there and I would sit there with, you know, some music playing and my feet in the water. It was freezing cold. It was like 40 degree water, but I'd sit there for about an hour and I would just, and I would just be there. And I, you know, would be running through, you know, thoughts through prayers. And yeah, it just came at, it, it, it just came one of those mornings and it was like the superhuman life. That's the name of the podcast. Like I didn't plan it. And like I said, the actual original plan was much different than what I'm doing right now, but it just spoke to me. And it was one of those things, okay, we're all living human lives. I know it probably sounds really dumb, but this show is about creating a, a superhuman life. Yeah, that's, that's it. And it just kind of like, that's it. So, you know, I launched it. I launched it with no idea, no plan what I was going to do. I was like, I just love podcasts. I've listened to thousands of episodes probably you know in the last five or six years it's just it's just a great consumable type of content um that i launched with no real plan like i'm gonna interview some people i'm not sure what we're gonna talk about i'm not sure how this is gonna evolve into a business or anything um so that was really the plan was like just to just to jump in with a leap of faith and have trust and belief that god will show me the way and and how and how i need to to go with it so really from, from the beginning, you know, the first four or five months, it was, it was just about me just connecting, having conversations selfishly. You know, I get to talk to some amazing people and I get to share some stories. Um, but I had been coaching guys, uh, for fitness for, for quite a few years. You know, I have an online fitness business that's helped thousands of men's I've sold, you know, I have programs that people buy and they're kind of like, done for you. So you just follow the program. But the real value for me was like when I actually get to like help a guy, you know, whether it's prep for bodybuilding show or yeah, kind of one-on-one, one-on-one coaching. So I still do that. Um, partially, you know, I've, I have a handful of clients that I'm very selective in and who I work with to this point. But as I started to, you know, have these conversations on my show and I'm a knowledge junkie. So when I'm into something, like I dive all in, you know, I've read a dozen books on porn addiction. I've read hundreds of books on, on mindset and, and development. So, okay, how can I kind of like bridge like all this stuff that I've learned over the past, you know, 15, 16 years and how can I ultimately help? Because the messages that I started to get from sharing the episodes, it was so different than anything I'd ever got from helping a guy build more muscle. I mean, that stuff was great. Like, dude, you help, you know, you saved my life because I lost 30 pounds and I put muscle on, or I never thought I could do this bodybuilding show. And because of you, you helped me do it. That stuff is great. But when people are like, what you shared about your life gave me the freedom to have a conversation with my wife or with my best friend or, you know, it saved my relationship. 
like those are so much deeper and more impactful. So mm-hmm. I'm so still kind of, type of content that's on your podcast. Like if the guys were to go to your podcast right now, what type of content would be there for them? It's a blend. There's, there's the fitness stuff still on there. Um, I just started doing more solo type, you know, real, real teaching where I'm now know who I'm talking to. And, and this, I still haven't answered your, your other question. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I bring people on that have, that have gone through their own recoveries. You know, we've had, uh, you know, a handful of, uh, former heroin addicts that now are successful coaches in either lifestyle businesses or, uh, we had a guest on that, you know, is a best-selling author, um, and is speaking to schools and now helping other addicts get their message out. We had, uh, another guy who's, uh, was a recovering addict seven years sober and has built a seven figure nutrition business. Um, I had Zach on who, you know, was the Marine and, you know, is an expert yogi, uh, yoga, yoga teacher. So we shared his story. Um, I had my friend Danny, we talked about building muscle on a carnivore diet because I just love Danny and he's just awesome. And I love muscle and love meat. So I was like, it's my, it's my podcast. I'm gonna do what I want with it. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I didn't really have it kind of all laid out, but you know, there we're up to 18, 19 episodes right now. So there's something on there for, for everybody. But if, you know, if, if you're at a point, I guess really who it's for, you know, there's, you're, you're at a low point, you're trying to change something about yourself, like listening to the way other people have transformed their lives. That's what I'm trying to do is just by unpacking a story and going deeper in it. Um, I think that there's takeaways for, for everybody. Yeah. And you're definitely a storyteller. And, you know, that is the most exciting way to learn is through story. So mm-hmm. I can just imagine like you're, you probably pull the stories out of all your guests and you, it's probably very engaging and helpful just to, yeah. that's when you relate to people and you hear their story and you feel like, oh, I felt that too. Or I know, know yeah. what it's like. That was, that was, you know, that was very important to me is I, I didn't want to be the guy that shows up with a list of questions and I sit there and I ask one question and then I go, okay, that's great. And then I ask another question that is completely non-related to what's going on right there. It's, you know, what, what I've loved so much about podcast is, you know, when you're feeling empty time, whether that's driving or, you know, walking, you know, walking around the block or doing, you know, doing chores at home. It's like listening to two people or a group of people have a proper conversation. You Mm -hmm. almost feel like you're sitting in that room with them. And I would catch myself so many times, like, like I'd I'd hear one guy's comment. And then before the other guy was even finished with his comment, I was like, it's exactly what I would have said right here. So, so I tried to make it a conversation, uh, podcast. Um, but in doing that, I still want there to be value for whoever, you know, for whoever is listening. So sharing the story, but then sharing, okay, how did you go from this rock bottom moment to creating the ultimate, the ultimate success? And like the person doesn't have to be, I mean, uberly successful, like, you know, multi seven figure entrepreneur or high level competitive bodybuilder. Like we had, um, we had one, you know, one guy on like, he, he overcame food addiction and, and lost over 400 pounds. Now, not everybody can relate to what it feels like to have to lose 400 pounds, but I'm sure everybody's got a little bit relatability to a food addiction, at least to some degree, or maybe somebody in their family or somebody in their life, um, is, is struggling with that. So that's it, you know, real and raw conversations, um, that can, can help you. But at the same time, we try to make it fun, entertaining, 
you know, just kind of like what you're, what you're doing here, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I know. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm very much like, I'll just send a few questions to people just because some people freak out if they don't get questions, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just talking about you. We're talking about what you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I totally love the conversational storytelling aspect because that's, that's how people do get the most value. Yeah. And I, I, and I still wanted to, cause you asked me a question about kind of like the work I'm doing right now. So I'm finally at the point where I feel equipped enough to help men that are struggling with porn addiction. So January one, I launched what will become a case study group. Um, and these are for men that are, that are struggling with porn addiction, but it's a very unique approach, uh, that I'm going because obviously I'm not, you know, not a licensed therapist. I have a background in fitness training, coaching, but at the same time, I've gone through this all by myself. And I believe that when you combine proper nutrition, proper kind of life coaching and all the other components to creating a vision for your life writing a contract out and signing a contract for yourself that ultimately you can overcome. So, so that's kind of the work that I'm doing now. Um, it's, it will become much, much bigger, but yeah, I'm, I'm working with a handful of guys now in terms of like a case study because they know that it's kind of like they're helping me kind of put everything together and figure it out. Um, and at the same time, you know, I'm getting to test some theories on them, but the plan is to, you know, roll out a, a higher level one-on-one coaching thing uh, to roll out a, a more kind of like a done for you program. Like if somebody, you know, maybe can't afford, you know, to pay me one-on-one. Um, and then there's a, uh, there's a book that's, that's, that's coming, which is a, it's basically taking kind of, you know, my story and everything that I've learned. Um, and from a business standpoint, it's really just kind of a, like a lead gen tool. Um, but you know, trying to get the message out as, as much as I possibly can. So, I'm also doing some partner, uh, some partnerships with some local uh, charities that are involved in human trafficking, because when you really begin to kind of look at, you look at, you know, some uh, some of the statistics, you know, the correlation between porn industry and, and human trafficking, it's really alarming with what's going on there. So anything that I can do to to bring more awareness, and that's and that's kind of what I do from the social side, uh, you know, with with my Instagram and and everything, it's trying to bring awareness to this and realizing that like porn is not okay. It's not okay for children. You know, kids are getting exposed to it at a much younger age than any, than ever before. So much more easily accessible. I mean, you know, kids walking around with iPhones at 10 years old, like you don't even need to go to a website. Like, you know, there's stuff on some of these social media channels. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I've been to the deepest, darkest, darkest like holes in Instagram and I know what's there. Uh, so somebody really tried to find it. Like there's nothing that a parent can do. So I think it's more, you know, with what I'm doing, like with sharing and spreading the message, it's, it's just to raise, raise awareness. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for doing that. And I love what you're, I love what you're doing about the porn in terms of, um, the porn addictions in terms of doing the case studies, because I feel like there's not a program out there that really is just helping men overcome porn. At least I've never seen anything that's like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few, you know, and you know, I don't, I don't know anything about the, uh, the current coaches and, you know, kind of, kind of the space, but coming from, uh, you know, I'm still in the industry. coming from an industry where anybody that has ever, you know, got a personal training certification or, or done, done a, done a fitness show is now an online fitness coach, such a super saturated market. 
which is great. You know, that means that there's a lot of people making money and helping a lot of people. But no, just like you said, like within that kind of like overcoming porn addiction industry, like very few coaches that, and I've, I've tried to go deep and really find out like what's going on in this space. And yeah, there's a handful of guys. Um, I, you know, a few of them seem to be at least from the surface, like having a quite a bit of success. Um, but it's, you know, it's a global problem and there's, you know, not millions, tens of millions of guys that are, that are struggling with this. So if anything that I can do, you know, with this microphone and the platform that I have, share the message and, and start to bring awareness. And then in doing that, just like it changed my life, I know it can change others too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're doing that case study to get to know exactly like, you know, what works for certain guys and what doesn't yeah. work so that, you know, you know exactly how you can build them something mm. they can take on themselves. That's yeah. really powerful. I'm, I, I get so many calls from men around the world. You know, I work only with men and it's, porn is a big thing today. And it's, it's crazy because you didn't hear about, I mean, I don't know if I just didn't hear about it this much because I wasn't in this work, in this line of work, but now it's just so consuming for men to the point where they're like, I have no control over it. Like, I, I just can't stop. Like, what do I do? If you were to give men like three, maybe like three tips to get themselves out of that addiction. And I know you mentioned a few things, um, just to clarify it for the guys, like if there were three steps or three tips that you can provide them with in terms of gaining self-control and, and moving away from porn addiction, what would you do? Yeah. Um, well, I think first number one, it's, you know, in, in this, like this is taken from like 12 step recovery. It's like the admittance of, I have a problem. You know, if, if, if you don't, admit to yourself and another person or multiple people that you actually have a problem, then you're never going to be able to break free from it. So it's got to start with identifying that. Yeah, actually like it's not just not serving my life, but it's making me a lower grade person of who I am. Like it's, I'm not being my best self or greatest self or whatever, you know, term you want to put in front of that. So I think it's got to come acknowledge the actual pain that's coming from yeah. it and be like wishy-washy about. Yeah. Acknowledge how it's holding you back. Acknowledge how it's probably holding you back in your relationships. Acknowledge how it's probably holding you back in your career uh, and just fulfilling, you know, whatever your goals and purpose are in this world. I think that's got to be number one. Um, number two is getting around other men um, you know, through a fellowship or, or some type of group, you know, where I talked about kind of like have how that impacted my life, just knowing, okay, these guys are going to listen, put their arm around me and like accept it for, for what it is. So having that proper support group and this is crazy, but I, <laughs> I'm still trying to, I want to speak to somebody like super intelligent about this, but the connection between a diet or what you put in your body and addiction Cause I did have a, I did have a guest on my show. Um, so I'm, I, I eat the car, I eat a carnivore diet. I eat only meat and I've been doing this for a little over a year now. I think that there's a connection. So I'm not saying like, if you simply move to a carnivore diet, uh, that all your problems are going to wash away. But I think by taking control of the littlest thing, something that you need to live, like you need food for fuel, for nourishment, for growth, for recovery, all these things, food plays a very vital point, uh, vital part in, in making us who we are. Um, and as we talked about, you know, with the, the guests that I have, I think everybody's got some relationship to some type of food addiction, you know? So when you think about from 
a chemical standpoint, like when you, when you have an addiction, like it's not so much you're addicted like to that thing. Like it's not addicted to porn. Porn was the outlet or the fuel, but I was addicted to the feeling, the sensation and kind of the dopamine release that the pornography gave me. Well, food is another thing that people get that same type of dopamine pleasure. You know, dopamine is a, it's, it's a pleasure neurotransmitter in our brain. So if we can remove, you know, these sugar foods or these foods that we eat and they just make us feel good for 10 minutes and then we feel like crap laying on the couch by removing something like that and going on a diet that is purely meat based for a short period of time, uh, you, there's, you would be blown away at what you uncover about yourself and your ability to remove other things as well. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually recorded a, a a solo, a solo episode this morning for, for my show. And it was kind of a one year review on the carnivore diet. Cause it's been just a little over a year since I've been on it, but that was a big thing. It's like one of the, one of the first things I noticed after spending, you know, a month on the diet, it's like, dude, you got this in your life. It's not serving you. This, you know, is not serving you. So yeah, back to that control discipline. Um, so yeah, that would be it. I mean, I don't, you know, I, 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 I think you probably would need some help maybe with the nutrition side of things, unless you have a little bit of a background and understanding in that. But the first two, 100%, like acceptance and admittance, uh, that's a problem, but that you can control it. That's not controlling you, that it, you do have the strength and the ability to, to break out of it. Um, and then getting around that group, that network, that fellowship, however, however that looks for you, um, find guys that you can trust in, you can fight in. Um, but they've, they've also got to be people that are, that are strong because they got to hold you accountable. So there's like apps and stuff, you know, that like you can assign people and they'll get, you know, they'll get notifications and triggers. Like if you went around and tried to do something. Um, but you know, I think finding either a coach, it doesn't have to be me or, or even, you know, even, a you know, even a uh, addiction coach or a therapist, like, it doesn't have to be that. Like if you're not comfortable with that, find somebody that you can pay some money to that is further along in, in their life and, and can lead you down the path. I mean, I, I think that is so important for every component of your life. It's, it's having people um, that have been where you are and are where you want to be and having them coach you through through that process. So yeah, I think that was four or five. I'm not sure, but hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. And before the last question, Frank, um, where can the guys find you for more information? Yeah. So, um, obviously the podcast, uh, it's the superhuman life. It's, you know, it's on iTunes and all your other podcast platforms. If you're on like the social media channels and you want more of like that conversation, um, Instagram is the superhuman Frank. Um, and if you want, you know, the fitness stuff that we talked about. So, you know, I was a bodybuilder, uh, you know, I've worked with some of the greatest coaches in the world of hypertrophy and muscle building. So I have a YouTube channel. It's called Frank Rich Fitness. Uh, FrankRichFitness.com is still active. That's where I share, you know, all my muscle building knowledge. And that's where I coach my guys. And, um, I'll even put it out there. I'll give, I'll give my email address. If guys want to hit me up and they have specific questions, you can reach me at, frankrich.fitness at gmail.com. But depending upon what you want, you know, if you want more of what we talked about today, the podcast and Instagram are the best way. But if you want more of the fitness stuff, you know, check out YouTube or, or frankrichfitness.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much for that.
Yeah. And last question, what does it take for men today to be superhuman? Oh, great question. Superhuman. So, so it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's, you know, it's, it, it's not be like, it's, it's, it's not something you be, it's a, it's a belief system. It's, it's something that you've built your life around, uh, this belief. And the belief is that you are unique in everything that makes you who you are. You were created for a purpose, but you don't have what you need to go about it yourself. So, um, you know, submitting or surrendering to, to something that is greater and serving something that is beyond you. Now for me, that's, you know, that's God, that's Christ. Um, not here to, you know, preach upon anybody what there needs to be, but it's gotta, you gotta have something that you're serving that is beyond yourself. Um, and then taking control of your physical, you know, we have this one body. This is the only one we get. It's the vessel that we get to experience this life in. Um, so if you don't do everything within your power to have control over that through nutrition, training, rest, recovery, mindset, sleep, you know, all the different tactics out there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a belief, you know, in a service of something beyond who you are and what you are. Um, and then, you know, a work towards becoming the greatest version of yourself, I guess would probably be my best way to, to kind of sum it up as, as the belief system. I love that. So great. I just want to say thank you for all the work you're doing, you know, when it comes to helping men with porn addiction and bringing awareness to human trafficking. Those are things that we need more people to back up and you're doing it. So, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate your vulnerability and your storytelling and just all the work you're doing in the world. So thank you. Awesome. And, and I'm grateful for you. Um, I'm excited to kind of dive in. You know, I didn't get the opportunity, you know, after you reached out to me and we set this up, like I, I haven't dug deep into what you're doing, but obviously it's unique and you know, you, coaching men from a female perspective, I know has real, real impact on the world too. So returning that back, you know, super appreciative and, and grateful and blessed to, uh, to be invited on here today. And, um, yeah, like I said at the beginning, I mean, the goal is to help as many people as possible. And if one person's life was, was impacted and changed by what we did today, then that's good enough for me. Me too. <laughs> Thanks awesome. so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you, Stephanie.